is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I am sheltering in place and have the pleasure of having Joe Burton, CEO, entrepreneur, highly well-traveled and educated CEO of Will.com. And he is going to talk about his experiences and how he is going to help solve loneliness, obesity, de-stressing, and getting people more sleep and higher productivity. Joe, welcome to Halo Talks. Thanks, Pete. It's my pleasure to be here. Great. So, um, Joe, you want to start uh, off just giving your your personal background as a, a corporate executive and burning a candle and then uh, basically hitting pause on yourself personally and saying, hey, I got to start a company because I don't have I'm not the only one with these issues. Yeah, I think my background is, you know, I spent uh, 20 years in uh, corporate life, primarily in, uh, you know, Fortune 500 public companies. And that was 20 years of, you know, 12 hour days, working weekends, 70% travel and living and dying by the quarterly numbers. And, you know, in my personal experience, it just all caught up with me. And so, you know, I'm 52 now in my uh, uh, mid thirties, my health started giving out. I was a big basketball player, herniated two discs in my back. Uh, Six years later, re-herniated the same two discs. Uh, you know, after about eight years of back pain that turned into insomnia, that turned into asthma and, you know, my body was kind of falling apart uh, in my early forties. And then right around uh, the same time I lost, um, an older uh, sister to drugs. And a year later I lost my twin sister to suicide, uh, also a long-term addict. And so, you know, I was uh, lucky enough to be in this job that was bigger than I ever thought, uh, I could, achieve a COO of a division in a public company and kind of hating every minute of it. And mm-hmm. that's really what brought me sort of kicking and screaming into mindfulness and meditation. Got it. Sorry to hear about your, your, your losses there. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people that are entrepreneurs and that are high powered executives are always trying to highlight their highlight reel. And, and, and if they ask for help, then they think that's a weakness. So do you see that there's been kind of at least a sea change in, hey, if you got an issue, like raise your hand, we're not going to hold it against you. Oh, yeah. You know, t- 10 years ago when uh, you know, I had doctors recommending spinal fusion and then I found one doctor who recommended meditation and I was kind of like, um, spinal fusion sounds easier. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, you know, at the time I was thinking to myself, are you kidding me? Like, what if somebody found out I'm meditating, you know, that wouldn't go down well with the board. Mm-hmm. And, uh, fast forward 10 years. And I think things have changed dramatically. You know, mindfulness is in the conversation. People are looking for stress relief, resilience tools and help in different shapes and sizes. And so I think now this idea of just being open, more vulnerable, authentic is, is really in vogue. And I think it's fitting because it's, so, it's really stressful, you know, pretending you're okay all the time when the truth is like, everyone needs help at every level. Mm-hmm. So talk about starting a, a company and also feeling as if you have the right to start a company. Because obviously you're brought up in, in, in a corporate world and, you know, you've got a box and you've got quarterly earnings and you're looking at the data and you're managing people, you know, to start a new business you know, definitely would probably be foreign-ish to you, I would assume. Um, so uh, what, or, or, or not, so. Yeah, no, um, yes and no. It's, uh, I had the good pleasure in, in uh, as I started my career at, at um, Price Waterhouse, now, now PwC, 
but you know, moved from auditing into consulting into M&A. So I had a lot of M&A background and then uh, uh, went over and helped YNR uh, go public and then sell YNR for, as a public company to WPP. And then between working with WPP and IPG, started uh, four different divisions, all divi- uh, digital inside of a public company umbrella. And so I got the notion in my head, like, well, you know, if I'm doing it for them, I can go out and do it uh, for myself. You know, clearly this is going to be easy. And boy, was I wrong. It is so much easier when somebody else is paying all the bills and providing the real estate and the people, and you just sort of have to show up and order people around. Um, So I had a little bit of experience doing it, but doing it on my own, uh, no one, you know, I I never expected building a stress resilience business would be so stressful. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's pretty intense. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, well, you know, talk about what, um, what will, what will does and you know, how you, convince, but maybe it's, it's easier now to convince corporate, um, you know, whether it's the HR department or the CFO that, you know, this is a good investment in their human capital. Sure. So we'll, uh, we have a, a digital training platform, uh, that covers 12 different aspects of, uh, well-being and performance. And so whether it's helping people learn to meditate or reduce stress or sleep better or build emotional intelligence skills, improve relationships, and all, all of these things are connected, right? So it's hard to show up and, you know, quote unquote, be your best self when you're stressed out and not sleeping well and in pain. And so our, our value proposition to companies is really, you know, the preventative measures to help people build the right life skills to manage stress and ongoing change is really critical right now. And if you don't invest in their well-being, you're going to, you know, their, or their wellness, you're going to invest in their illness later. Uh, through curative uh, costs. So you really sort of want to rebalance where you're investing your money. I think it's a lot more fun to invest on the front end uh, so employees can be healthy and happy versus on the back end after they've hit a wall and um, are really feeling it. Yeah, I mean, in the health club industry, which is kind of what we do as our day job is try and get more and more capital put into companies that are, you know, focused mostly on, on exercise. Um, you know, we, we find that a number of employers still are not willing to cover the 40 or 50 or $100 per month or personal training sessions or group exercise. You know, they kind of dole it out on like a, a allocations. But, you know, for $200 a month, you know, that, that would be the max that, that an employee would spend. And if they end up having to go to the doctor, you know, it's probably two or three times that just is, you know, to start. And then when I see all these commercials of these medications that get approved, yet 40 out of the 60 second commercial is all the side effects that you're going to get from taking this medication. One, you can solve it by actually exercising or two, I'd actually rather have the existing condition because the side effects might be worse than the actual illness. So, you know, I feel like how, you know, what, do you think we're finally at a point where corporate America realizes that, hey, instead of a 12-month or 24-month sales cycle to, to, to put to install will and to say, hey, let's allocate like a certain amount of money, which might look like a big number, but it's, it's pennies compared to our healthcare costs. You know, do you, you know, where, where are we at and has your sales cycle you know, materially de- decreased? from what it was when you started? 
Well, it's, uh, it is. And I think I started the company about five years ago. So today we've got uh, 250, just over 250 customers and users in just over 110 countries. And I think five years ago, talking to people about uh, mindfulness and meditation was still fairly new. And now, you know, we're integrating into learning management systems, EAPs, corporate wellness platforms. And so it's, it's definitely in the conversation. I would say, you know, we're, we're about 10 to $15 a year uh, per employee for, you know, our, our entire um, uh, mental and emotional well-being solution. And I would say it's mixed. Some, some verticals are really embracing it. You know, we do a lot of business in financial services and technology and healthcare. And uh, I think these are the industries that, to a large degree, have sort of been flush. And they spend, you know, 10 to $15 a month on snacks uh, that aren't good for people. <laughs> so spending, uh, ten, you know, 10 to $15 a year on something that's really good for people is not that uh, big of a bridge to cross. There are other industries that I think are a lot slower, you know, automotive manufacturing, construction, where they still have this notion of like, oh, well, you know, we've got, you know, blue collar guys and they're out on the line and they're in trucks and da, da, da. Well, you know, I got to tell you, like on the lines and in trucks or wherever they are, they're not sleeping. They've got tremendous back pain. They're having all kinds of mental and emotional issues. They have trouble, you know, managing their thoughts and emotions, managing their anger, et cetera. And we need to get, get these industries over the hurdle of how do we introduce it? In the same way that you, know, you guys are, you know, focused on you know, healthy, active lifestyle outdoors, I would say we're, we're focused on sort of the healthy, active lifestyle indoors. And by that, I mean in your head. <laughs> Managing That's what's good. going on up there is pretty darn critical. Um, you know, people are getting burnt out on anxiety, worry, grief, regret, and they have no idea how to manage their thoughts and emotions or where to start. You know, so the, I think these kind of investments indoors and outdoors are critical. And to your point, you know, pennies on the dollars compared to the stuff that uh, I walk into companies are like, oh, here's our snack room and here's our room where you go and grab all your swag. And here, you know, the, the amount of stuff that they throw at people in the thousands of dollars and yet they won't take a step back and think about what a minor investment in people's uh, physical and mental and emotional health means is kind mm-hmm. of astonishing for, for some of these industries. Yeah. So, um, you know, w- w- one thing that came up when, when I was watching some of your, your videos is just talking about the quarterly earnings and just like the pace of business. And you know, I used to work in, in uh, a large investment bank and they had equity research analysts that would put out reports and they would put out like earnings per share, you know, targets. And these were guys that I probably went to business school with or went to some other business school and they basically plugged it into an Excel spreadsheet and they said, you know, this company based on this industry should grow at 22%, you know, CAGR into perpetuity. And we're going to value the stock based on that growth. And none of those people, have ever actually run a business and understand I got to hire people. I got to do the marketing. I got to ramp them up. I got to keep them right. right? Cause I got turnover. I got an HR department. I've got version one going to version two. And I can't really tell my cl- my new customers that there's version two coming out or else no one's buying version one. So do you think that maybe with COVID and maybe the slow, you know, people slowing down, for a hot second to understand maybe the pace that we were trying to go at, which is just not sustainable. Like we're not trying to run a hundred meter race. 
you know, we're trying to run a marathon. A company is not designed to run hundred meters every quarter. I think. I want to get your uh, thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's really um, kind of balanced. Uh, in other words, you you do have some companies that are thinking like, okay, this is good for us to take a pause and 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 really start to think about people's health and happiness a bit more. And then you have a lot, I think there are a lot of companies out there that are saying, this is an awesome time to cut costs without any blowback. Mm-hmm. Right? We're seeing a lot, I think, on, on both sides. The, um, the reality of the situation is, I do, I do think the pace of modern living and modern business is catching up to people. And you know, our, our whole business is not just around, you know, when we talk about mindfulness and meditation, this is not about sitting in silence. This is about building life skills so you can achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So we're all about well-being and performance. So we think that's great. If you don't, if we're not giving professionals the right skills to understand what's going on inside the noggin, you know, they're just, we're setting them up for failure, right? And this is the, my mm-hmm. personal experience is how many times can you run into a wall, you know, before you break down? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Liz, Dr. Liz Stanley at Georgetown University does some uh, pretty incredible research on resilience. And this idea of, you know, like push and recover expand your range of resilience, which means expands your range of performance. But push, 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 and then break, uh, research indicates that you can only bounce back at a lower level. And then the vast majority of people are, like to go back, are likely to go back to the same routine. Push, 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 break again. And then you bounce back at yet a lower level. So I, I can imagine, it, you know, you, you've had, you probably know a lot of people like this. I know I do. Like, wow, they burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like they hit a wall too many times, they never bounce back. And when you reach, uh, you know, I, I don't know how old you are, people. Let me just say you 48, look great. 48, 48. Look, oh, 48. Well, you know. Yeah, okay, whatever. That's why, bro, that's why, we, that's why we do audio, man. That's why this is an audio. My man. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, friends. The, um, but the, I, I know a lot of people like this, where it's kind of like, wow, high-flying career, push too hard, break, and then you really have trouble getting back. You can, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to get back to where you were. And I, I went through that a couple of times in my career. And you know, only through these kind of practices around understanding, oh, this is how the mind and body work. This mm-hmm. is, we, we create and strengthen these neural pathways around what we do most. And most of us are creating routines that are incredibly unhealthy for us. And then we reinforce and double down on these routines uh, to the, until they become habits. And then they become an ingrained part of our character. And then, you know, if you're like me, you're showing up in a public company traveling the world, like frustrated, angry, impatient, and barking about quarterly numbers all the time and feeling like, you know, you can live or die based on a tweet, an email, a phone call, or whether or not you hit your numbers. It's just not a healthy way to live. Now, do you need to hit your numbers? Absolutely. But if you have the right skills, you're not dragging yourself and everyone around you down through that process. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, over the last five years in the health club and fitness industry in general, there's been a huge wave of recovery. And that was never really part of the conversation. So I feel like there's a push towards understanding how your physical body works and, you know, whether it's a Theragun, uh, whether it's getting a massage, whether it's stretching, whether it's an infrared sauna, LED light therapy, you know, muscle recovery. So I feel like that's starting to evolve into an actual routine. I don't think anybody's really nailed it yet. 
to say, all right, I do this kind of workout and then I'm going to do an infrared sauna. Then I'm going to do meditation. Then I'm going to do yoga Then I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So it seems like you've, you know, from the, from the mind standpoint, you're really trying to treat the mind pretty much as a muscle, if you will. And saying, if you're going to take your body and, and make it more resilient, the, the mind needs to be considered in the same, you know, type of way. Is that accurate or I th- yeah, I think it's a build upon that. I think it's a great analogy. And and it's a, you know, if you're going through circuit training for the body, this is circuit training for the mind. And you and you realize, okay, um, you know, your thoughts uh drive your feelings, drive your actions, drive your results. And either we get into a positive cycle around that and a healthy cycle and we build on that, or we get into a negative one and we reinforce that. Uh so when we think about well-being and performance, we are hitting on sleep and relationships and physical health and what you're putting into your body and how you think uh, and emotional intelligence skills and self-awareness and so forth. And um, with the idea that in, in the same way that like when you hit the gym, some things are, you know, work for you and you're like, oh, I like this. It makes me feel good. I can get into this. I see I'm building muscle. I see results. And then other things you're like, yeah, I hate that. Like I'm not a kettlebell. I'm not a kettlebell kettlebell person. Never will be. Well, Dave started kettlebell company, so thanks for dissing on that. By oh, the way. Well, yeah, my, my, my you know my bad. <laughs> okay, it's perfectly yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, the, it's um, good. But You're definitely yeah, not editing that part out. Maybe the part about my age. Yeah, that's a, that's the same guy that laughed when I called you old looking. <laughs> okay, he's my like. Uh, he's like my Ed McMahon from back in the day. Exactly. He's your yeah. age throwback, Joe. <laughs> yeah. The, um, but the, the, the same goes for these kind of uh, mental, you know, and emotional, uh, uh, training skills, you pick and choose the techniques and tactics that work for you. And then you double down on them. You're like, Oh, I'm really good at that. I don't take things personally anymore, or I don't lay in bed ruminating on, you know, conspiracy theories and who I can kill tomorrow. You know, you clear that stuff out with individual techniques that work for you. And that's what we're focused on, right? Skill building. So as you look at the industry as a whole and you look at, you know, Headspace as an example or some of these other apps that are out there, um, you know, have, has all that venture capital that's been put into those companies made your conversations easier from a standpoint of basically building the market awareness? Well, it, it has indeed. And, you know, as a, I'm an early investor and a former president of Headspace. And so... I'm super happy with that. I'm like, I wish them tremendous luck and I hope they exit soon. <laughs> the, um, but, uh, you know, the, well, what uh, has come along with that is a lot more interest. You know, I think companies are starting to take this uh, seriously. Uh, I do think that each boat that rises, uh, you know, rises other boats as well. Um, and there's some really good behaviors uh, out there. And then there's, and then what comes along with that are the, you know, we've had a lot of issues with, uh, consumer apps just knocking off what we've created in the enterprise space. Uh, we've been very focused on just serving uh, companies. I do think that it's the wild west and the gold rush in the consumer app space. And uh, it is making its way into the enterprise now. And so, you know, I think witness uh, this in the past six months, we now have um, deals with uh, partnership arrangements with uh, CVS health, Magellan health in the uh, payer provider space, Cornerstone on Demand, Saba, Absorb, and the learning management space. Uh, Virgin Pulse and Limeade have been 
partners of us for the past few years in the corporate wellness mm-hmm. space. And they're all looking to bring in these kind of well-being and mindfulness and resilience skills because it's a huge gap in each of these industries. So I'm excited about that. You know, I think we're the only one in our space right now in the enterprise space that is enterprise grade. Uh, none of the consumer apps have been able to meet the standards uh, that we have to meet. And so, um, and I also recognize companies, it takes a while for companies to catch on. Like you have the consumer app breakouts, um, you know, that will go on for a few years and then companies wake up to what individuals want as consumers. And uh, I think that's happening in, in, um, in the enterprise space right now. So have you fund, self-funded a company, taken in any venture rounds or friends and family rounds or anything? Uh, so we're, uh, I've taken in uh, funding here. Our original investors are the founders of Lululemon. And uh, so they're family office and they've been just fantastic to work with. But other than that, it's just, you know, me and uh, uh, there are only other investors. Got it. And so Lululemon obviously, you know, is uh, their ethos is they're, they're more of a movement and a cause. I feel like in addition to obviously a, a, a profitable and now a public company, um, did, did the partnership with them correspond with how you want to grow this business and not, you know, churn and, and try and do something fast and then hope that you could sell it. Were you aligned up front on, I'm going to build a business and I'm going to run this business methodically and we're going to create value along the way. And once we create value, there'll be an exit because we we're going to get paid for what we've built. Is, is that something that kind of jived up front? Well, I just, I, I, I've always looked at this as, as, you know, this is my life's work. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I think there are, uh, there are a bunch of consumer apps out there that uh, rip everybody off and are and running get rich quick schemes. And I just don't think it works in the enterprise space. You know, so we, everything we do has got to be based in uh, science, based in evidence-based studies. Uh, we work with MDs, PhDs, certified experts in all we do. And uh, I didn't build the company to flip the company. I built it to help people. And uh, I think that will turn into value over the course of time. Um, we, uh, with a, uh, just one point of clarification, we don't, we don't have a partnership with Lululemon. We have uh, investment from the family office of their founder. Yeah, so no, no connection to the brand per se, other than the, uh, their founders uh, having invested in us. Got it, got it. So in closing here, um, do you have any quotes? You know, obviously I've seen some quotes on your uh, on your your videos I've got on YouTube, but what, what are some of the things that your employees say, you know, Joe, Joe says that all the time or what you live by? Yeah. I, I just think, you know, uh, you got to live life with integrity, uh, do what you, uh, you know, say what you're going to do and, and do what you say. And that's a really big deal. And when you're, when you're in our space, we're dealing with mental and emotional health. And so we can't fake it. Right. So show up every day, um, and then when you stumble and, and, uh, and you're in the wrong, make it right. Right. It happens to all of us all the time. As long as you make it right, you know, it, it works. That's great. Oh, well, I'm glad we connected. I'm, I'm happy that we're going to be able to launch this and have our, uh, halo audience and our, our health clubs and, uh, and boutique owners understand what's going on in the corporate world. And hopefully there's a nexus that gets formed that, you know, we can be part of the solution and, you know, put the mind and the body together and we will create better humans. Absolutely. And then likewise, I just want to say thanks you know, to you, Pete, for the work that you're doing and just getting the good word out. 
uh, we, we got to start taking care of people on the front end of things instead of taking care of them on the back end when it's a little too late. Amen. Thank you. Uh, it was great to, great to meet you and look forward to uh, collaborating on uh, opportunities in the future. Thanks, Joe. Pleasure. All right, take care. Appreciate it. Give a shout out to my good friends at lassogear.com, L-A-S-S-O-G-E-A-R.com. I want to give you 20% off using the code Halo Talks on the best compression socks on the planet. I've been using them during the pandemic. My field goal kicking is further and stronger than it's ever been. Check out these socks. You'll love them. They got an L and an R to make it easy to put on each foot. Enjoy it. Trust me, you'll love them.